Well, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Guinness and Gains podcast. The whole purpose of this is just really to give a bit of an intro as to what the Guinness and Gains podcast is about, who's it for, and what my aim is to get from this podcast for you. First of all, I'm Andrew, and this podcast is really about nutrition, fat loss, strength gain, and all of the above for busy dads who have a family that they're looking after, have a job that they're trying to succeed and use that to provide for their family, but at the same time are unhappy about how they look. When they look in the mirror, they see somebody else looking back. They can't keep up with their kids. They're worried about how long they're going to be about to enjoy time with their kids and also are struggling to actually be able to keep up with them when they're playing with them. So this is trying to get you information that you need to be able to feel better about how you look, to be able to keep up with your kids, to have more energy and ultimately feel a little bit more confident when you're taking off your top, especially when you're doing it around your partner, without the run of the mill normal shit that every nutrition and fitness podcast tells you to do. This is for real world busy guys who want to look better, feel better and have more energy but have very little time to do it. The topics that we're going to cover are going to be from from training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, golf, Guinness, coffee, you name it. What's the point and why should you listen to this? Well, it's a really good question. I'm Andrew, as I say, I'm a graduate sports therapist. I'm a qualified personal trainer. I've got a precision nutrition level one certificate, and I'm also Titus Performance Institute level one certified. And ultimately, you don't really give too much of a flying fuck about that because it means a lot of nothing. And that's fair enough. It just helps me to feel somewhat good and significant and gives me a bit of an ego boost. But ultimately, it's to give you a bit of an idea. I'm not just a random individual who decided to create a podcast and start spouting stuff on the internet that knows as much about nutrition, training, and the struggles of the everyday guy as my arse knows about snipe shooting. To give a bit more of a background on me, I've been, well, I've not been, I was overweight pretty much since I was a child. Every photograph that you see of me in my early childhood is of varying degrees of fatness, getting bigger and bigger and bigger from primary school through to secondary school where you really start to notice it at that stage because you start to actually develop a little bit of an ego. You start to realize that you don't look good and all the way pretty much through adolescence. Obviously kids are fucking vicious, let's be honest about it. So it had a fair amount of teasing picking on and you're feeling a bit left out particularly hated getting changed in uh, in the changing rooms or when you're going to pools and public pools with school that was grim hated athletics because no matter how much I uh, I tried to make my legs run faster or jump further uh, I couldn't really do that and that sort of stayed with me like for a good part of uh, of growing up and obviously I'm telling you that because I'm hoping that you can relate to that a little bit at the moment where you presently are based on how you look, how you feel when you go into the gym, you try to perform in the gym, when you try to get changed in the gym, all of those things I felt all of those emotions and insecurities I felt. I know exactly how you feel on that front. And like, it's not to say that I was a tubby kid and that, you know, I just was eating a load of crap. I I wasn't. And yes, I did have sweets. Yes, I did have crisps. But the more I look back on where I was as, as a kid and as an adolescent, you know, it was, it was ultimately from a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding around food that got me to that point. That really came down to my mum and my parents. It wasn't because they didn't care about me. It wasn't because they didn't want me to actually be underweight. Like the doctor would generally be telling my parents that I would need to lose weight anytime that I was brought in for anything. But it was actually that they didn't know about food. 
they didn't know about nutrition. They were, like, I remember having conversations with my mum and she would have been telling me, like, there's nothing bad in that food that's going to make you overweight. There's nothing, it's all good food. And that's fair enough. That was where the problem was because my mum didn't understand this and that's not a problem, it's not a criticism of her. Her parents didn't understand it either because the truth is that they never really had to. Like childhood had changed over the years and, and continues to change and lifestyles have continued to change. And that's one of the reasons why now in 2023, we're seeing such a huge increase in, in obesity levels. Um, we're seeing such a huge increase in guys looking in the mirror and feeling really shitty about themselves because these skill sets have not really been anything that have ever needed to be taught. Even guys who have got six pack abs, like if they've grown up like that, they probably have very innate skill sets that they don't realize that they want. And that's actually part of the problem when you've got a fella who's trying to teach you how to exercise and teach you around nutrition and doesn't really get the whole concept of their innate skill set that they potentially have that they've developed either by being shared by their parents or they've just innately developed themselves. That they can't really relate. The, the skills and knowledge that my parents had was pretty shit in terms of being able to help me control overall calorie intake. And it really got to a turning point, obviously, you know, you, you get to about 14, you get, well, you get younger, like you get into your teenage years and like you're looking at ultimately guys that are getting more interest from the girls in school. They tend to be pretty good shape. Um, and you're looking at the good looking girls and wanting their interest as well. And then kind of feeling, looking at yourself and feeling, I know I don't look great. Also, the guys that are getting their attention don't look like me. So there needs to be a change. And I think we can all relate to that, especially like if you're getting your top off in front of your partner and you're a little bit concerned about what she's thinking or if she's not in the same shape as you and there's that concern about is she judging you a little bit? What she think? How, how is she still attracted to you? And th there can always be those sorts of concerns and all those sorts of thoughts. You know, to try and fix it when I was growing up without really knowing about nutrition, without understanding what I was trying to do, I was looking at exercise and what does everybody do when they want to lose weight? That's right, they run because running is the best way to bore yourself shitless. It's not necessarily the best way to enjoy trying to lose weight, but it's definitely a way to bore yourself shitless if you don't enjoy doing it. And it's a definite way of making yourself feel even more shit than what you already do when you try to run and you realize that you can't run the length of yourself without sounding like a 70 year old asthmatic who is about to keel over at any second and it wasn't really like I, I did that a couple of times and I remember vividly running down the streets around my mum and dad's house and just absolutely wanting to die and being embarrassed by the sound of my breathing and not being able to control my breathing like hyperventilating and just sounding dreadful that kind of continued up until about the stage I was 14 when because I'm, I'm actually quite a bit older looking than uh, than what I am. So I was managed to get away with getting into a gym for the first time when I was about 14 and getting to use weight. Again, didn't really know what I was doing, but the thing that really hit on for me there was it was actually something that I enjoyed. See, that was part of the problem because I would hate running. So I couldn't actually ever really continue to do it. I couldn't really motivate myself ever to create or to create the time to do it because it was something I absolutely detested. But weight training was something that I enjoyed. Weight training gave me something that I could aim to. Weight training also gave me something to go because ultimately one of the things that I wanted to achieve wasn't just fat loss. It was actually to get stronger. It was to get more muscly. It was to look better and to look like some of the guys that you would see in the TV. So weights was the, the way of being able to do that. And that was when I started to change behaviors quite a wee bit and I started to lose weight up to about sort of 16 and 17. You know, I really lost a fair amount of weight and started to look 
quite different and uh, actually went through a phase of kind of actually being like Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor when he turns into the, the skinny version of himself and he just buys all spandex. Like I went through a good couple of years of being teased because all of my clothes looked like they were painted on. I didn't give a fuck. I was really proud of that because I could actually put clothes on that were that tight fitting and that was class. The downside of it though was that it wasn't just my training that was having the impact, although it was, which was class, but I was starting to develop and what was having a bigger impact around fat loss was the unhelpful behaviors that I was starting to create around food. And I was starting to develop a really unhelpful fixation around food about what I could and couldn't eat, really hyper restricting certain foods to the point of I actually remember or I had a conversation with another colleague a couple of months ago about this that I actually gave up gravy because Tiger Woods didn't gravy. And uh, I assumed that that was going to make me a much better golfer. But more importantly, like Tiger was pretty ripped in the late 90s, early noughties. And uh, like it wasn't a bad way to look. So, you know, I, I would really create these, these stupid ideas in my head of what I could and couldn't do. And also started to create a unwanted, and un well, not unwanted, but unhelpful degree of pride in being underweight the more underweight that I could be, even classified in the unhealthy category, then the better it was or the more the better it seemed to be. And that progressed to you know really hyper restricting food, not uh, not eating certain foods to the extent of like really not eating at all and even progressing to a degree bulimia and making myself sick. Now, luckily, you know, I knew that that was abnormal. The the, the, the hyper-restricted eating, I didn't ever really associate with being disordered eating, but I definitely knew that the going and making yourself sick when you ate something that you deemed unclean, unhealthy or fattening, that was a little bit uh, beyond appeal. So I did have something to sort of pull me back there a little bit. Otherwise, that could have gone a, a, a very different direction and a very unwanted direction. But at the same time, now looking back, I can see I, I started to develop behaviors that were going to be foundational to being able to progress later on, you know, in terms of being able to view myself as a gym goer and, and how I viewed myself and my identity and how that really would play into creating long term outcomes. Also, started to be able to develop more self discipline because I'd been told and again this is part of the point of this podcast is to look at not just the typical eat less exercise more because if that was what if that made fat loss if that's all fat loss was then it would be ridiculously easy to create the outcomes that you want but one of the things around this time and certainly from my my younger years i'd been told that i had like really strong will that i was really self-disciplined and i liked being told those things so I started to buy into that and form that as part of my identity and again that started to carry through and I would start to do that around eating certain foods now again that was part of the problem that I started to progress into that hyper restrictive eating because I had that that sort of willpower that self-discipline but it was still something that would be really useful going forward not just in terms of the food choices that I was making but in terms of being able to go to the gym without motivation, being able to take necessary actions and take necessary steps without wanting to do it. And then also the biggest problem or the biggest area that I developed was my questioning and my ability to question myself of what I wanted, what my outcomes were, what the benefits of taking certain key actions were and what the benefits, what was working for me and what wasn't working for me. And again, that's something that most guys tend to really avoid doing and tend to avoid being able to, to use too much because we've got a busy life. You know, we're tight on time. There's the stuff that we would like to do for ourselves and enjoy doing. There's the stuff that we need to do uh, because 
you know, we need to do it in order to have cash coming in at the end of the month. We need to do it in order to be able to maintain a sort of healthy relationship with our partner. We need to do it to be able to maintain a relationship with our kids. But then there's the stuff that we also want to do with our partner. There's the stuff that we want to do with our kids. There's the stuff that we enjoy doing. And then there's the stuff that you just actually have to do. And because we're so busy with all of that, it becomes difficult to actually take a step back and look at going, right, well, what's actually working for me? What's delivering on the end outcome that I that I have, what's delivering in the end outcome that I want. More importantly, what's not fucking working for me? Because for an awful lot of us, what we end up doing is do, going a million miles an hour to fucking nowhere. We've no plan. We've no understanding about what we're doing. We've got no understanding of what's working. And really what we're doing is throwing shit against the wall and hoping that it sticks. And is it any wonder then that we start to struggle for motivation, that we start to struggle for time? Is it that we start to struggle for willpower? Because when we're starting to get results, don't actually know what's worked. And as a result of not knowing what's worked, all that we can continue to do is th keep throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it continues to work. And then at some point that stops working. And then we come back to, well, what the fuck worked? I don't know. That was a skill set that I was really lucky that I started to develop without knowing it at the time, without trying to develop it. The problem here though was this would, I would have been around sort of 17, 18, 19 maybe. And I still never really understood nutrition, um, which meant that I was going to be primed to regain weight again. As soon as I took myself outside of this bubble that I'd managed to orchestrate around food, that I'd managed to orchestrate around training. And that happened when eventually I moved to Australia. And like by the time I came back, I was massively overweight again. I hated how I looked, hated how I looked in the mirror. Saw photographs of myself when I came back that I'd got taken down around Melbourne, around Perth. And I was like, geez, did I look like that? And that's the funny thing, because I didn't actually realize that I was overweight at the time. I didn't realize that I was gaining weight. And it's the same for most guys. We don't realize that we're gaining weight. We don't realize that we're getting bigger until it's like, oh, fuck, when did that happen? And then we start to become a little bit more obsessed with it. We start to realize, oh, I don't look like I did in my 20s. I don't look like I did in my early 30s. And the problem is that we've developed an awful lot of unhelpful behaviors, unhelpful patterns in that time that's kind of, uh, kind of keeping us where we don't want to be. So this lack of understanding then really built into an awful lot of experimentation to a certain degree, but also an awful lot of rabbit warrens that really to this day still you know, don't don't help and they still exist like you still see them so i tried loads of diets to be able to try and create outcomes that i wanted like intermittent fasting ketogenic diet and carb backloading and all of these sort of weird and wonderful things that people talk about now of, oh yeah you need to do keto and you need to do if or you need to do carb backloading carb backloading's actually funnily enough died off a little bit over the years i haven't heard of it too much um recently but you still hear keto keto's still massive uh, intermittent fasting would still periodically come up and again you'd still hear people talk about it. I've done all of them and there's definitely pros and cons uh, to, to doing them and there's there's difficulties but there's also areas that are still not helpful. If you look at sort of intermittent fasting one of the things that I would have done at that stage would have been to have gone out in a beer for a night you know um, I wouldn't have been doing it anything excessive but standard sort of drinking and the next day I would have fasted for 24 hours just because I needed to uh, pay back. You know, I'd done the damage the night before, so I need to, to be good the following day. And, you know, again, still very much disordered eating pattern, disordered behaviors there, because that's, that's not normal. Ketogenic is actually pretty, pretty useful. There's some really interesting research around ketogenic dieting and performance related, but 
there's also massive sort of drawbacks to it because you know for for one when you start doing it you have to wean yourself off carbohydrate you need to take that down and that's not easy that tends to result in a fair amount of brain fog it tends to result in a fair amount of lethargy and it tends to result in a fair amount of uh, problems trying to train now if you've got a kid that you're trying to keep up with and you're tired if you've got a job that you're trying to uh, succeed in and you've got brain fog taking you know one week to two weeks to try and get your point where your body starts to regulate its ketones in order to replace the carbohydrate that isn't coming in that's really not beneficial plus then you've got to look at the knock-on effect to um, your social life like if you're going into ketogenic diet and then realistically you can't really eat carbohydrate at all now that has a big impact upon where you can go to eat for, for for example on a night out that has a big impact of if you're going for a meal with your wife if you're going for a meal with friends where you can eat because there's only going to be certain things that you can eat like i remember going i was doing ketogenic diet and i got sent over with work to london we went to nando's and i had, ended up eating um olives and a half the chicken because there was nothing else in that menu that i could eat because as soon as i went back into a carbohydrate sort of feed, feeding phase i was going to end up back having to redo all of the uh, all of the, the, the carb depletion because it would automatically switch. Plus then you got to look at the simple things like, do you really want to go out for drinks with friends still? Because if you want to have that element of a social life and go out and drink, well guess what? The majority of alcohol that you're going to consume unless it's actually raw, which or spirit form, is going to contain carbohydrate. All beers are going to do it. All wines are going to do it. Unless it's a spirit, in which case you need to be drinking it straight uh, because again carbs are going to be contained within the majority of mixers unless you're going for something like a diet then you're switching yourself back out of keto so it's, it starts to become this sort of catch-22 like uh, oh yeah i want to i want to look good i want to feel good but i don't necessarily want to give up my social life in order to do that why would we that's more of a backstory because it should help you understand where i've been where i've come from what i've done rather than oh i've got all of these qualifications that you know just really massage my ego a little bit when i'm talking about it but it's to give you an understanding of i've been in the same boat as an awful lot of guys and that's the reason why i want to do this podcast to be able to help guys like it doesn't mean if you're a woman and you're listening to this podcast great i'm not suggesting that you can't listen to it there, the key principles in here will apply just as much to you as what they will do to any guy but i'm going to talk specifically from a point of view as a man because I am one and it's much easier for me to talk from that point of view but I want to give you information I want to give you knowledge from my mistakes so that it saves you time it saves you having to go down the same rabbit warrens the same holes and figuring out what works and what doesn't work that ultimately you can succeed much faster because yeah we can all turn around and do the work ourselves but it takes longer there's more frustration there's also the possibility of some very unhealthy habits developing like they did with me and ultimately just leaves us feeling at times frustrated like it was a mistake waste of time and just wondering if there's something wrong with us that we can't create the outcomes that we want so that's the point of this podcast to give you guys useful actionable information that helps you to create outcomes that you want and yet there's probably going to be a couple of tangents on it yet there's going to be a couple of different things that probably wouldn't normally be in most podcasts around fitness and nutrition and that's cool because it's not supposed to be the stereotypical podcast on nutrition it's supposed to be very different it's, and possibly sharing the best places to get guinness in ireland australia and occasionally in the usa so welcome to the guinness and gains podcast